Welcome back, everybody. It's another exciting episode of the Music on Deck podcast. Thank you so much for being here with us. We're so glad to have you guys back here reviewing brand new music from a, a new artist uh, yeah. or band or soloist. Anybody who's got a, a, a song or, com or a composition that they're hoping to maybe get a professional perspective on. That's what we're here to do. My name is Dave Dinsmore. I'm a producer as well as a engineer and songwriter and vocal coach. And uh, with me, as always, is my co-host, Alex Maglione. Yeah, Alex Maglione here, engineer, Grammy-nominated, recording engineer, mixer, producer. Glad to absolutely. be here. Absolutely, bro. So listen, uh, we're, we're, we're here, like I said, we're reviewing new music. Every single week, we're going to pick a featured artist. We feature that artist, they give us a composition, and we kind of give them you know, a little bit of perspective on, you know, yeah. this is what you can do to improve, this is what you can do uh, to maybe uh, keep going on the path that they're going. Uh, so Coming this... off a few wild weeks here, for sure. Oh, for sure, man, <laughs> for sure. It's been off the rails, and I've been loving it. Uh, it's, it's always nice when we get some back and forth, and definitely some differences between Alex and I. Uh, those are always exciting episodes. So uh, this week, Alex, our featured on deck artist is Jude Quinn. Uh, he is a 30 year old multi genre songwriter and producer who lives in East Nashville. He is completely self-taught since the age of seven, and his musical go goals are to kick ass and make a ton of cool originals and possibly create some new genres of music. So Interesting. Uh, I like it. <laughs> I like it. I've not seen a bio with that. I, I right. love how he's saying he wants to create new genres of music. That, that's interesting. Yeah, that's that's something I haven't heard. Uh, uh, ambitious. I like it. Um, so we're going to be listening to a track from his upcoming full album, and that is set to release this March. Um, and it's entitled Insatiable Thirst versus okay. Insomnia. <laughs> so uh, the album is, is, well, he says it's like folk and indie. Um, and he says that um, he tracked it here at Dark Horse, but then he edited it and mixed it all himself. Okay. So I think okay. that's, I think that's crucial. I love it. Yeah. I love it when people give us a little bit of insight. And of course, Alex and I are both very familiar with Dark Horse Studios. So uh, good studio, sh you know, should be tracking well. I'd be curious to see how he edited and mixed it himself. Mm -hmm. That's always the, the kind of the linchpin that I go, hmm, okay. Uh, so anyways, yeah, without further ado, this is Jude Quinn, and this is his track, Laying in a coffin. All right. Well, I thought that I was cool too when I was your age. I was hanging out and telling lots of stories But when it came time to step up to play I would end up lost or sometimes late Still I thought that I was made in a laboratory These are all your thoughts, they're sitting in some storage On a shelf inside your mind, they are so foreign You can pull them down and piece them out You've a unique mind, I have no doubt Still you're cold inside because you've kicked the door in 
talk a lot I hardly even noticed With an open mouth it must be hard to focus And you must be blind or looking down Cause there's stuff happening all around It seems you're more concerned with just how big your nose is of fortune aspirations are so common people talk about what they want oh so often sometimes we hit the ground but don't make a sound every life is different all around but i bet we'll all look the same we're laying in a Said we'll all the same when laying in a coffin. All right. Okay. That was Jude Quinn laying in a coffin. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. All right. I definitely have some thoughts here. Um, I'll be very curious to hear what Alex has to say, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and, and give you my thoughts here. Um, a lot of things, a lot of things, um, you know, right off the bat, I want to say, I want to commend people who want to try and mix and edit their own stuff, but it was exactly what I was worried about. Um, you know, in the sense that unless you're really objective with your own material, I I don't know that it helped that he edited and mixed this himself. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, it's kind of the mix that really, kind of washed out probably some some good stuff for me mm-hmm. um, you know one right off the bat i just want to say i really couldn't focus on the lyrics and and, and i want to you know maybe bring this up to alex you know a lot of times alex and i are listening to this for the very first time think of yourself hearing a brand new song for the very first time you know there's so many things going on that we kind of you know we can only focus on so many details so i will go ahead and say i don't really know what the lyrics said mm-hmm. um and i think that's because i was so focused on a lot of the elements um in, in the mix so specifics here um the harmonica at the very beginning doesn't change with the chords so um i feel like there was some bad tension as alex likes to say from the very beginning mm-hmm. you know where the harmonica uh and don't get me wrong I, I like a harmonica kind of a bob dylan kind of a vibe i mean right. i, I kind of get what he's going for but um the movement 
even the chord structures after the harmonica comes out it, with the vocal, I feel like the uh, chord changes were not matching up vocally or harmonically or, or uh, with the harmonica. So, so it created some very strange movement for me uh, that was off-putting. Um, I would say I definitely liked when he delayed the instrument. So there were some production elements here that I was like, bravo, you know, I don't hear a lot of people kind of having that sort of, I'm going to all come in, you know, yeah, the building. Yeah. You know, kind of later on, it was a little bit of a surprise and I, and I, I like that. I think that was a great idea. I will say my next note, man, is, is just the mix, the mix needs a pro touch. I think we've talked about this several times. I don't know his experience level. I don't know where he's come from, what schooling, what his background is. But for me, just listening to this mix, it sounds like a classic. I wish this went through a professional's hands because I feel like some of the things that I didn't like were amateurish i guess is the only way i can kind of describe it i don't mean that insulting but i mean it from a um too much of this too little of that not enough of this um there's kind of a lot of that um mm -hmm. i like a lot of his ideas i mean you know th that's kind of the, the thing that i get frustrated with is when i hear a lot of great ideas but it never came together as a cohesive song for me um you know again specifics harmonica at like the two minute mark is is pitchy it's it's pitchy and the harmonica's rough. Um, I'll say even more rough than it probably needed to be. Um, one or two more passes maybe to kind of rough that out, make it a little bit more cohesive. I mean, I get you're going for the singer songwriter harmonica kind of thing, but it just seemed very rough to me. Um, almost like he was deciding on the fly what what to play. Um, you know, and, and honestly too, I, I kind of wonder if the person who tracked this really knows how to mic a harmonica. Um, because I almost kind of feel like, I don't know if that's even a mixed thing. Um, it's hard to tell, you know, one pass through it. These are things all I'm kind of, I'm kind of grabbing at here, but I just felt like the mon the, the harmonica sound itself. I don't know that it was mic'd correctly. I don't know what makes me say that, but, uh, that's kind of my, um, my inclination. Uh, you know, I heard some, but you know, like the other frustrating things about this is like, you know, the piano, there was some piano there, man. It just was buried. Yeah. It was buried yeah. and it was gorgeous. Exactly. I mean, yeah. from what I could hear, it was like, I was like, man, God. Uh, the drums were very trash can, you know, kind of, um, I don't mean that as in they're garbage. I mean, like they sounded like, you know, you know what I'm talking about, Alex. You know, yeah, the yeah, I mean, they were off in the distance and really thwappy. Was... You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's almost like somebody needed to put some tape on some stuff that just, it, the, you know, the drums were, were, were just not even close for me. Um, and, and, and I get, I listen, I get this is a singer songwriter esque composition. You know, you're not going for that sort of you know i'm not talking about like an 80s kick drum here but at the same time you know it, it was it was very thwappy um for me uh and again i don't know if that's how it was tracked because if you're going to dark horse i have to believe this was tracked in with the appropriate material and the appropriate gear i mean this isn't you know so i have to kind of lean on it's probably a mix thing and maybe there's some there's not some confidence here in mix that probably needs to be there um i just don't think he's doing himself any justice mixing this himself mm -hmm. um i just think you know again you go back to what i think you know we're always talking about what i'm always preaching and that is have the best player at the best position you know if you have tom brady you want him on quarterback you don't want him running receiver routes okay i mean like you know you want the best player at each at, at kind of each position yes i can mix but you know what i don't mix anything because i know alex there's no mm -hmm. point well there's no point in me mixing i have someone who does it better than me so i'm gonna give it to him um it, it's it's allowing somebody who's in that 
field and that sort of specialty uh, take over when when they're better at it than you. So I, you know, again, I don't know that this is the case, but I I have this you know kind of sneaking suspicion that if he had given this to somebody else, um, some choices would have been made that he wouldn't have agonized over. And, you know, just little things, man, the very ending three minutes, 48 seconds, he's done with the song, the song ends. And then I hear some sort of like liquid and then breathing. And I'm like, was, yeah, no, it was a horn. It was a horn player clearing out his. Okay. Out his well, I, I didn't know what it was, but I was like, see, now I, I think it. I heard that. I hear yeah. that, you know, and that is clearly one of those things where it's like, I mean, you know, if it's left in like it is, if it was intentional, it sounds like a mistake. And I think it was, I think it just was missed or, you know, just was left in there. Um, sounds like a mistake. You know, I, I, like I said, I couldn't focus on the, on the lyrics. I don't know. You know, I, it's not bad dude. And, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, to be negative Nancy here, but you know, Jude, I think you have some developing to do. I think this is a um, sort of a, you know, kind of a beginning effort for you. Um, I'm grading it based on where it's at currently. Um, I'm glad you attempted to do some of this stuff. I think you probably have said it before, but I think you need to get somebody else in here to help songwriting and mixing. Um, and so for those reasons, it's a, it's a five, three for me. Um, I would definitely go back and redo quite a bit from what I heard. So with that being said, I am very curious here. My co-host Alex has to say, Alex, what do you think, buddy? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same lane as you for sure. Um, and yeah, I'll start where, where you kind of based your stuff off of too. And, and it's on the tracking side. Um, it's every, all of the elements sounded to me, you know, sounded the way that they're probably supposed to sound. Um, you know, I, I would even subtract your, you know, your comment about the harmonica. I mean, I didn't have any issue with, with, you know, okay. what I felt like the initial, you know, the initial raw element probably was, okay. um, you know, and there was definitely some, some conscious things done on the recording side there. I mean, there was, you know, a, a, a doubled acoustic, um, you know, the, the horns, um, you know, I can, I can kind of visualize how this was done. Um, so with that being said, I'm with you on, I think this failed on the mix side of things. Um, in my opinion, the mix was pretty close to terrible. Um, that's just the way I'm, I'll put it. I mean, it, yeah. it really yeah. just kind of feels like um, things were kind of just thrown into certain areas and, and set at certain levels, mm -hmm. you know, um, not too much artistic really I, I didn't really hear anything that i said okay that's a good that's a cool that was a cool thing they did with that or you know nothing really artistic done from a sonic standpoint at all right. it was very bland um and also very you know um like you said nothing was really defined i would say i mean even like even when the harmonica was there it was just out front, you know, it wasn't again, nothing really creative done with it. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Like you said, the volumes, you know, like, yeah, the drums sounded like they were, you know, kind of just off in the back corner of the room. You know, it, it, you could tell that the snare was mic'd. you know, you could tell that the yeah. kick was mic'd, but there was no real definition to, to what was going on there um and i'm not asking for it to like like you said you know i get the singer songwriter vibe and i'm not asking for it to be you know pop or hip-hop to where you know it's the kick and the snare is slamming you but right I mean, it's got to be there a little bit you know um every and, and then again mm -hmm. like you said the piano i mean every everything we could talk about every every set of interest the piano came in there 
three quarters of the way through the song and it was again just in the back of the room but just buried um and then the horn section man that was just which i liked you know i mean i was confusing though i mean i don't know if that thought that the song needed that you know yeah Um, i don't know i don't know and it was tough to tell what it exactly was i mean i know it was it it seemed like it might have been multiple horns um and anytime there's horns on a session that's another thing that leads me to believe good money was spent on this recording yeah yeah um you know if you had drums bass a guitar player piano player in a in a horn section of some sort that's that's good money at blackbird i mean i'm at at dark horse that's good money you know yeah. for for uh, for a day or for even if it was a three-hour session i mean you're still paying each one of those guys probably you know close to standard rate if not standard rate which is a few hundred dollars per you know per three hours oh yeah session. yeah so i mean there was good money spent on the recording side of this um and it just it, it fell short on the mix also you couldn't have picked a more boring melody both musically and vocally yeah i mean i'm sitting there i can't even pay attention to the lyrics i'm trying to kind of pick apart you know what i'm hearing but i'm also like i said even from a sonic standpoint and from a lyric point there was nothing that grabbed my attention about this at all i mean at all there was no there was no hook there was no you know i i couldn't tell a difference between chorus and verse you know i i heard i heard you know casket a couple times you know but or coffin sorry i heard coffin a couple times but i mean there's nothing i literally and i played it i i actually did have time to listen to it a time and a half i'll say um, what, i, I rewound a little bit back. too that's funny okay, i rewound cool. just a little bit too and went back and tried to, <laughs> i did the same yeah, thing so and and so after that i mean I, there is nothing that is stuck in my head about that song at all yeah. um so yeah i think you got to go back to the drawing board a lot and kind of what you hit us with in your in your you know your bio a little bit um you know, it's cool to be explorative and, and, you know, not really define yourself as a genre, but I think it, you know, especially if you've been doing it for as long as you say, it may be time to try and get into one of those boxes. Um, you know, and this song speaks a little bit to that. I think there's a lot of stuff, a lot of different things going on. There's the harmonica, there's the, there's the horn section there, you know, there's the acoustic guitar, maybe try and yeah. find a lane and, and, and go that way. And I know, you probably don't like hearing that because you're telling us, Hey, I'm, I'm different. And we've, you know, Mm -hmm. we've, we've spoke on prior episodes about being different. It's not a bad thing, but this very obviously sounds like you might need to pick a direction. And then also like Dave said, and and I'll put together what, put it with what I said, Mm -hmm. it sounds like you spent a good amount of money and did the recording part properly. Right. Man, put this in somebody's hands. That's, that's going to, you know, make it sound, make it sound, and come to fruition the way it's supposed to sonically um you know we hear so many things where it's like man like the 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 recorded elements just don't even sound good so you were wrong you were you were you know a failure from there this sounds like at least the elements were probably done right and and the right amount of attention was paid there but then you know you took it upon yourself to mix it and 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 obviously you're probably not a mixer um so and 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 that might be surprising for him to hear you know maybe and the thing is, is, you know, if you had the money to to record it that way and, and spend the, the time and money to record it and, and do what you have to do to get it to that point, man, it, it at, at 
I, I can say maybe a decent, you know, average, average to a slightly above average professional mix, you know, is probably going to cost you half of what it costed you to, to do the recording, if not equal, I'll say if not equal, you know, mm-hmm. so man, mm-hmm. it might take a little bit of discipline. Everybody, this is, this is something that Dave and I see a lot too, is everybody gets so excited and, and, you know, feels like they have to get to that point of recording. Okay. If you're going to like, if you have the discipline to save up or to do performances or whatever you're doing to get the money to get to that recording part, take the same energy and the same discipline you took to get to that point to also fund the rest of the project. Yeah. Don't just fund up to the recording and be like, yes, I've got this recorded, you know, all right, now I got to release it. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to save some money by just, I'm going to mix it myself and, you know, not master it. You know, that's the other thing. Who knows if this was actually mastered? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if it was, you know, yeah. so I, I challenge people to, you know, just, you got to have the same attention to detail from start of project all the way through. Um, again, just in, in it from a money, from a number standpoint, I think that's kind of where it's at, you know, especially, you know, from a, from, from you know, a dark standpoint, the other, you know, the other, the other thing I'll, I'll pose here too, if you don't mind me breaking in here, I, yeah. I, I wonder too, Alex, if this is, um, you know, I sometimes invent scenarios in my head when I listen to this, I almost hear maybe dark horse, dark horse Institute. Uh, maybe this was, uh, you know, a student who, who kind of went through that program and maybe had some free studio time, you know, or, mm-hmm. or, you know, even if that's the case, you know, like what you're saying still, even if it is at, you know, dollars and cents, like they were able to get the studio time for free or something, you know, what you're saying is still, uh, holds it still true. Has value. You know, it still, even, yeah. it still has value. I mean, Dave, you and I have done projects where, um, you know, a studio has given us a deal on a room, right. Um, or whatever, but that is still has a value that should be withheld. You right. know, it should, should be, you know, you should know that, okay, this is worth this. Yes. I got it for free, but it's actually worth this. Right. You know, so that, that worth should still be reflected at the end of the day. Um, so with all that stuff being said, yeah, where, um, what are you thinking? Yeah. So my score is a six, one. Um, which, which misses the mark for me on, on, you know, kind of pass or fail. Um, it's definitely below the line for me. And, and again, it has to land there for me because I feel like it was set up in a good way, you know, it was set up where it could have been, could have been executed better on, uh, you know, as a final product. Um, you know, I I felt like it was recorded well. Now, again, I'm not really speaking too much to, the overall production and composition and, and, and writing of the music, but just from a basic level of how it yeah. sounded, you know, it, it didn't reach the potential it even could have, even if it's written not well and not sung well or whatever, you know, I, I still think it, 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 it did not come close to reaching its potential of, of even yeah. you know, say, say this thing was the potential of what this was as is, I would say might have for me, and this this is this would be give good give you know our listeners a good kind of spectrum or or um you know kind of where it is potential wise. Um for me, you know, if this was probably mixed well, I mean it, it probably lands in the mid to low sevens, you know, which is decent average score for hmm. a singer-songwriter, you know. Um, but because of those things, all of these things that we've kind of discussing, it, it didn't get there. It didn't, it didn't reach that potential. So yeah, it's a six one for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and you know, again, another artist, I mean, maybe I'll listen to some of his other stuff and see if it, see if it sounds similar and sounds self mixed and whatever, because you know, that may be, like you said, that may be something he needs to hear, you know, like maybe with the next project, if you, 
you know, you know, you were successful on the recording part of it. The next step, you know, try and get it mixed by somebody else, you know, put it in somebody maybe more capable's hands and see where it ends up. You know, again, we're even talking outside of production and the songwriting of it. You know, you, you still have room to grow even in the level of, you know, what your finished product, quote unquote, sounds like. So, yeah, yeah so well, that's, that's I'm, I'm, I'm going to go even one, one step further, if, you know, I mean, you know, hearing you talk, I mean, because for me you know it's such a it's it's a low score for me um uh you know people who listen to the show know that i tend to be you know pretty harsh on my on my criticism but i will say i didn't even get to the songwriting and mm-hmm. i didn't get to the vocals and i would say um because of so much of the mix element wasn't where it needed to be for me that added a whole element of i can't even grade it but you know i can still kind of even 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 you know sort of through osmosis you know i can hear we're not, this is not a very confident singer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's probably doing what he can. And I appreciate the fact that he's not trying to do more than he can, but you're right. The, the melody could not be more root based and as boring as possible. And that's not meant to be insulting. That is just a literal fact of what we're both kind of hearing. And so, you know, but I think vocally he's probably pretty limited. Um, you know, uh, again, it's hard to hear through the mix. It's hard to, you know, that's why it's hard for us. It to was, grade. it was literally hard to hear through. The I mix. can't hear through it. You know, I mean, mm. I went like, like you said, I went through basically a playthrough and a half and I'm tried the second half to be like, focused. I did the same thing. I could not, I just could not (laughs) do it. So uh, lyrically, this might be really, really clever. I won't speak to that, but I'll say I can definitely tell that the singer is definitely limited vocally. Um, And then I would also put, I think the songwriting is probably pretty simple and it needs to. So, you know, all the stuff that Alex was saying, too, about um, you wanting to invent new genres, I don't have a problem with that in theory, but here's where the businessman puts his hat on for Dave. And I say, if you're creating music that has no space on the radio, you're not going to get plays. And maybe that's not the goal. Maybe the goal is to create something new and have no one hear it and, and you know, just kind of let it be what it is. Okay, fine. But, you know, if your goal is to actually kind of create something and have it, you know, you do have to have a non-just purist mentality. I'm just creating right. to create. Well, great. The artist side of me is 100% patting you on the back and applauding your effort. But the business side of me and the producer in me says, this is, I can't do anything with this. You know, how is there a basically salsa version of a you know kind of a um a folk kind of you know bob dylan meets tom petty with um a whole bunch of different elements this just it's so um all over the pet uh, all over mm-hmm. the place it's so spread out this is why you're getting the low grades from both alex and i and, and i want to encompass the whole thing you know it's it's the mix prevented us from going even deeper so I would once again say, well, mirror what Alex said. This is a complete restart. You know, I would, I would, I, this is one where I will say, in my opinion, this is throw the baby out with the bathwater. Take the song, rewrite it, go work with somebody who knows how, you know, to really kind of craft some different moments here. Uh, I might even argue that, you know, if you're, you know, if you're going back at this, maybe this is one where you hire a vocalist. Um, if you can't explore new melodies and new territories, if you can do it yourself, great. But if you can't, maybe this is one where you need to put your best player in a different position. Mm-hmm. So I just hear, man, I just hear all kinds of so many different areas. I can't even address them all that I would that I would make minor changes on across the board. So, again, why I think he and I are both in, in the same kind of a space. Um, 
but I want to applaud your effort. I want to thank you for sending your song in. I know this is not what you want to hear. Alex says that you know several times when maybe this isn't the kind of feedback you were hoping for, but this is 100% honest feedback that, that we both, I think, hope that you'll take to improve. So um, good stuff. Appreciate the effort. Um, hopefully you'll be able to, to hear some of that that we're, that we're talking about. Maybe get, I don't know, Alex, what do you think? Maybe get some other people to kind of weigh in as well. You know what yeah, I mean? And like, this, would be, this, would be a, this would be an artist that I would say, man, come back to us. You know, come back to us with something, you know, improve and, and come back to us and, like you know, and see what we have yeah. to say. I, I, I would totally be open to it we would totally listen to something else. You know what I mean? If you decide that this is just not, we're not hearing what you're, what you're dealing with, what you're, you know, what you're going for. Fine. Hit us back, you know, absolutely. But it's, yeah, I mean, a second effort. I mean, you know, don't send me, don't, don't send us something that's like, okay, right, well, right, here's, right. here's, here's the next track. That, yeah. yeah. Here's the next track off the album. No, no, no. Come back like on a new production, you know, and, 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 and literally try and improve, you know, like, like Dave said. So, and, and you're in the I'll right place. In, Dark horses. That's, that's a, that's a legit studio. You know, that's, mm -hmm. you know, that is, you know, you're, you're right there. There are tons of hit records have been hit out of that studio. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're tracking where you need to track. Now there's got to be a connection between the creative process and the mixing. I think mm -hmm. that's where you're missing your, your areas. So yeah, man, good stuff. Uh, good critiques. I, I like a lot of what, what we both were talking about. Um, what do you have on the Magnoon Minute for us today, buddy? All right. So I'm going kind of, I'm bringing a topic or a, an album back around, except in a different segment. So, um, I've, I've, I've given a song suggestion from this album. The album was one night in Nashville, uh, cheat codes who are an EDM production group. Right. This is your um, song suggestion, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, su I suggested one night left. Um, I think it was a, a week ago or two. Mm -hmm. Um, and so now I'm, I'm kind of just coming back with another observation from that album. Um, now, if, if you weren't with us for that episode, pretty, pretty solid album. Uh, one night in Nashville, like I said, it's, it's a, it's a, um, it's kind of a crossover album, EDM and country. Uh, these guys, Cheat Codes, um, got together with some of the biggest names in country music and 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 put a record together, fifteen track record together, and it's pretty good. Um, some you know artists like Dolly Parton, uh, Mitchell Tempany, Lee Bryce, uh, Russell Dickerson, Lady Antebellum, they're they're all on it. So it's 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 a legit album. Um, but man. And, and the funny thing is, is, is out of the two of us, my girlfriend is definitely more of the country music fan. Um, and, and again, like I said, in the, in the prior episode, when we were, when I was talking about the song, we listened to the record and, um, and it was fun to kind of, to keep the screen black and guess who the country artist that was featured was. So we get to track four and we're listening to the song and we're, we're putting our guesses in and both of us were kind of like, oh, this is totally Mitchell Tempany and the song has mitchell tempany's style written all over it the type of the song the type of song is a mitchell tempany i mean it's it's it, it's it sounds like a mitchell tempany song so we unblock the screen and it's brett young and we're like oh shoot yeah i guess it does kind of sound like brett young too you know blah 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 so we're like all right cool we missed that one so then what happens the next song comes on and we're like oh no <laughs> guess who it is <laughs> mitchell boy. Yeah. yeah mitchell tempany and so we're like oh my and even my girlfriend who you know is not not like us you know not on the creative side of music you know doesn't normally make the observations that dave you and i tend to make mm -hmm. you know that, that mm -hmm. other people who aren't on our side of it make sure even she was kind of like oh you can't do that 
<laughs> you can't have a song that people think is Mitchell Tempany, you know, and then not be him, but then the next song be Mitchell Tempany, you know, like that on the album, right? And I'm telling you, honestly, if I were producing the record, it would have been flip flopped. That first song, it's called um, Hurt That You Gave Me, Cheat Codes Brett Young. That one would have been the Mitchell Tempany song. Like I said, it fits his formula of the songs that he's had that have been hits. It fits that exact same formula. Now, the the next song that he's on, it kind of does too. But both of us were like, you know what? They should have flip-flopped it. The next song, What's It Gonna Take, should have been Brett Young. So it's interesting. You know, I'm not quite sure. I'd be interested to hear if anybody, like, had the same type of observation as me or, or if somebody who you know doesn't listen to country like like maybe you dave maybe you listen to these songs back to back you know and and you don't hear a difference or whatever but it was interesting it was one of those other observations where i'm with somebody in the same room listening to the same song and where normally i would think i have a reaction that wouldn't kind of be the same reaction as as a quote-unquote outsider she had the same reaction so that kind of really set off a light bulb in my head of like wow it had to be I wonder how many other people are like, oh, yeah, that's Mitchell Tempany. I wonder it if it's wasn't. the writing. I mean, you know, and I mean, you know, like the writers, yeah. you know, uh, they end up, you know, selling their songs to all kinds of different artists and things. And I wonder if the writers, you know what I mean? Like that was mm-hmm. initially meant for that. And then it got sold to a different artist or something. That's why it was so uh, uh, Mitchell-esque, you know, or you know what I mean? Like, I'm just I'm curious uh, why those sounded so close. Um yeah, I mean the writers are completely separate. On completely different writers, completely okay. Different writers, yeah. So it's it's just super interesting. But I mean, it, it's funny how they landed on. Yeah, and back songs, to back, that songs. seems odd. Yeah, you I mean, know, why thing, would you, I, why would they do that? And I was telling her, I was like, man, maybe I'm maybe you and I are the only people in the world who just had this happen. But I you think probably it. not. Yeah, probably not. So. Maybe, you know, if the producer that this is where like you kind of get into that, like you get you try and get into the control room or into the producers, you know, like song, you know, song selection on what goes where in the album. Why the heck would you put them back to back if you even had a thought of like, oh, yeah, these are sound pretty similar, you know, and, you know, it could have been so and so or so and so man separate them a little bit in the album because (laughs) because it just it was a little bit of a game played for us that we both kind of were like oof i don't know that that rubbed us the wrong way mm, you know gotcha. so yeah just an interesting mm. you know mm. an interesting observation that we had and and like i said i like to share an experience like that because you know and it's not a it's not to put anybody on the outside down but we truly as producers and engineers we truly do listen to things differently than the consumer does um and but for for me and a quote-unquote consumer to have the exact same reaction like that um was was definitely interesting so you know maybe maybe again i'm promoting this album for you know for for no reason other than i you know i enjoyed it and and have had a couple of different experiences that have come from it um but yeah one night in nashville um song three was my song suggestion from a week or two ago one night left um and then song four and five the two songs that followed that are two songs that sound like mitchell tempany songs um and literally Brett Young even sounds like Mitchell Tempany on the one that's not him. <laughs> and then, you know, and then the Mitchell Tempany song. So just super interesting if you listen to those back to back or if you want, you know, listen to those three back to back and or listen to the whole album. It's a, it's a pretty dope album. Yeah, I'll so. have to listen to the whole yeah. album. I definitely it's I got, cool. I, I think didn't, I didn't get I past your song suggestions. So, I mean, I heard the song that you put up, but I didn't go past it. So I'll have to listen I, to more. 
Yeah, and I know you're not a country guy. Um, you know, I think that's that that would be further down on your list probably than even some some hip hop most of the time. Um, and but uh, yeah, I think I'd be interested to hear what you you know think of the album if you think it's if it, you think it's cool. Like I said, I mean, there's some some good artists on there. Lindsay L. You know, I know you've heard a lot of her from mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, Dolly's on it, like I said. So yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a cool album. Little Big Town, Maddie and Tay, uh, Jimmy Allen. So yeah, a lot of big artists. You know, and like I said, Cheat Codes is they're one of those artists for me that anything that comes out that's got cheat codes on it they're getting a spin for me so that's mm-hmm. exactly how i stumbled on this so yeah mm-hmm. pretty just you know just a, a look inside kind of my mind and and interestingly enough my girlfriend's mind too so um yeah what do you got uh unsolicited for us dave probably probably some something i, I would think maybe deeper than than this whole thing but i i made this thing deep i guess so <laughs> <laughs> no 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 um i was just listening to a song that sounded like a mitchell tempany song and I, no i'm just kidding <laughs> it's the exact same thing no um uh my, my mine's uh mine's just kind of definitely a thought that that i've been kind of working through um and um i think we can both attest to this but but um I was just thinking the other day um, about the importance of side hustles mm-hmm. um, for people, and uh, what 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 a what a a wrong lesson I was taught. I don't know if you were ever taught this, Alex, but I was always told that like back when I started my acting days and things like that, you know that that there was always this sort of like saying that if you have a backup plan for if this doesn't work, then it won't work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, if you know, if you're either, and I get what they're kind of saying, they're kind of saying, you know, look, you're either all in or you've got one foot out the door. Um, and, and I firmly believe you need to be all in on on creative endeavors, especially because there's so many people trying to do. I mean, you name it, if it has a creative element, there are more of us out there doing it than are employed doing it. Um, but I will say that um, I, I disagree with that. And I think as my age, um, you know, kind of as I got older and, and, I, and I started to get more experience. Um, I want to encourage people to don't forget about side hustles. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you don't need to go live in a storage shed and eat dead squirrels in order to prove that you're some sort of like avant-garde, you know, artist, you know, somebody who, who is, you know, a real um, passionate, you know, artist. And, you know, there's hold on a second for those who don't know who, who think that reference was just completely. (laughs) That's the specific reference. Yeah. It's a real story. That's a real reference somebody dave had as i think an intern way long ago was talking about doing things like that so don't yeah don't live in a storage shed he didn't talk about it he (laughs) he was living in a storage shed in the middle of summer in uh in in nashville no idea by the way to his credit i had no clue until uh further in but um you know and and listen i admire the hustle i mean i admire that sort of like you know i'm gonna do whatever it takes i respect that you know at the same time uh especially right now um, there are all kinds of things that you can do side hustle wise. And it doesn't mean like go get a job that is scheduled and you are stuck to that and it's going to deter from you pursuing your music, pursuing engineering, producing, whatever your creative endeavor is. Uh, don't forget the importance of side hustles. Um, there's there's all kinds of things that you can do. Um, I mean, even if it's in the same vein, I mean, if you're doing music, I mean, there's bar gigs, you know, there's front of house mm-hmm. stuff, there's church front of house stuff that's very lucrative. There's live um, front of house, which is very lucrative, um, you know, even hosting a mic night. I mean, but there's even stuff like, you know, delivering food and ride sharing and, um, you know, all, all kinds of online sort of opportunities that are non-scheduled 
you know, kind of like go as, as you want, you make know, your own schedule. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, th- that can still leave you free to go play at night, uh, till, you know, or, or to, um, be able to say to your employer, Hey, I need, I need this week off cause I'm going to be working on a session or things like that. Don't, don't think that you gotta, um, come to Nashville and be eating camp canned corn, you know, out of a can in, in a van down by the river. You know what I mean? It, 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 there are certainly people who do that and, and I admire their passion for doing that, but there, there's all kinds of stuff that you can kind of do. Um, and even if it's not for money, even if it's, you know, just something else to kind of also, uh, keep your, 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 your perspectives diverse. You know, I always talk about diversity. I always talk about not being afraid of, you know, I'm going to come here and I'm winning for, you know, um, a major artist, you know, within a certain amount of time. I think that's a, that's the road to ruin. I think there's a lot of people in Nashville who come in with those kinds of, and I think it's okay to have those aspirations, but you know what you could also do. I mean, you know, you can also just get in here and be part of the community. Just be proud that you're going to open mic nights, you know, be proud that you're just going places and meeting people going to karaoke. I mean, you know, something even as simple as that. No, you know, there's not a lot of people that are going to go there and are going to be discovered and probably almost none, but that doesn't matter. That still is you getting out, meeting people and kind of becoming part of the scene. I think there's so many people who want to walk into the batter's box and their first at bat. They think that if they swing hard enough, they're going to get a home run and they just keep striking out over and over and over again. I think you need to change your perspective. I think, you know, if you're malnourished and you have nowhere to sleep and you smell Mm -hmm. bad and you show up at an open mic night or you try to get into the Bluebird and you've been there four different times and you have your ticket to get up there and you play your one song and then you don't get another chance for three months and that's your sole focus that you're just being very narrow-minded and i think you've got to be very global i think it's okay to get on to some other things i think it's okay to earn a living um i think it's important for people not to miss that part because again alex how many times do we have people who got a great opportunity in a studio and i don't think people are very aware of this but i mean you know when you first get here you're you know you're not going to get paid you know what i mean you're going to come and you're going to you're gonna, you know, your payment is getting to learn uh, the business and to get to work in, in, in. I don't care if it's, you know, A and R. I mean, it could be even in a in a label. It could be down to the studios. It could be, uh, working at, you know, soundstage. I mean, it could be anything. And you know, you're not gonna get a lot of return on that investment right off the bat. So you know what? Don't come here and be like, I've got four months of money in my pocket, and the minute that runs out, I have to leave town. Mm-hmm. Because guess what's gonna happen? You're going to run out of money and you're going to have to leave town yep. and whatever opportunity you had. Well, it was because you were so bullish and you were so like, no, I'm going to do it this way, man. If you had just started going out and doing some other things and, and kind of having a little bit of a side hustle, I mean, you know, design some t-shirts, you know what I mean? And sell mm-hmm. them on your store. Yeah. I don't care what it is. We have so many more opportunities when I was, than when I was a young man on the internet and things, you know, that, that will allow you to have that freedom of schedule, but then also earn a little bit of money, um, that you don't have to come in and just feel like you got to knock that out of the park. So I, I, again, I feel like a lot of times, you know, somebody's like, Oh, this is the most obvious thing in the world, but you know, from the outside looking in, yes, this seems obvious. God, how many times have I seen it? I've just yeah. seen it hundreds oh, yeah. of times. Time. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, this seems like this should be very simple uh, of an idea, but I see people doing it and it makes me so sad when I'm, how many interns came into my office at the studio and basically said, I have to get paid tomorrow or I have to leave. Right. And then I say, well, 
it's been nice having you. Thank you so Goodbye. much. For, <laughs> thank you for all of your work. Um, you know, it's too bad. I was positioning you in a while to maybe go into some sort of an opportunity, but you didn't even give me the amount of time, you know, that I needed to, to get you there. So unfortunately your journey ends here and then yep. they're back, you know, back at, at their hometowns or whatever. So, um, you know, and listen, Alex and I, we're not proud, you know, too proud to say that there've been many times in our careers where we've had to have side hustles, you know, yeah. to be able to, to get through, I mean, to, you know, just bridge certain projects. I mean, you know, to be one of these people, especially in studio work, um, studio, uh, sort of, you know, especially freelance. I mean, the minute you go freelance, I mean, it's feast or famine, exactly. you know, you, you've got, you got to be able to bridge these gaps. I mean, you have to, I mean, so I don't know what, what are your thoughts on, on that? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm I mean, sure you, you can understand those two things i mean it's feast or famine you have to come into it knowing that and that's when you start even that's even that's when you start making money it's feast or famine like you don't get to right. a point where you're going to make consistent amount of money to live off of but i mean uh, this is a way that i was raised but if if it's not the way that somebody listening here was raised adopt it uh have multiple streams of income at all times absolutely that's a simple rule now again I will, I, you know, I say that and it, it's something that I kind of, that rolls off my tongue very easily and, and that I am able to accomplish easily. Um, but again, if you want to have success, if you want to not be like Dave said, you know, like having to do crazy dumb things and be starving to, you know, to keep your music career going, then that's what you have to do. There are 24 hours in a day. That's plenty enough time to devote to you know, your goals and aspirations and make some money to, to live off of it. Trust me. It's it. I know I, I this yeah. may be the first time I've said it on the podcast, but when I was an intern, it took me three months to realize that. And what happened, I was waking up three months in, I was waking up having to be at the studio at maybe nine, 10, 11 after getting eight hours of sleep. And I said, I'm broke. So I said, oh, eight hours of sleep. Like I'm, I'm fully rested right now. I'm getting <laughs> too much sleep. I need to go get a job, you know, to be able to keep doing the studio thing. So don't be afraid to, to do that, you know, and there are plenty there more than you think, trust me. And I'm in, again, Dave and I speak from experience. There are more opportunities than you think to make money and have kind of a flexible slash run your own schedule. Um, you know, like they said, especially on the, the Uber and DoorDash level, you know, and, and I'll tell you this, if you want to be in downtown Nashville, here's what you need to, to if you're like, oh, well, I don't have a car, you know, OK, go to Walmart and get a seventy five dollar bike. If you are in downtown Nashville, you can DoorDash or you can Uber Eats on a bike and make twenty dollars an hour easily. I'm and I'm if you think I'm sure. it up, sign up yeah, today and go do for it sure. because yeah. it's doable, you know, and you can do it twenty four hours a day almost. So if you are in anytime that position, you want, anytime yeah. you want, you know, if you are in that position, that's, that's the way to do it. But I mean, a simple rule to have is have multiple streams of income. When, when you're not making money doing one thing, you can be making money doing the other thing, you know? And, and again, even within that, if it's a day where you're doing one thing, that's, that's, you know, you, most of your time is devoted to the, the money making thing. That's not your dream. You still probably have a good six, at least hours of that day, probably to, to devote to, uh, you know, whatever your dream is, whether you're a songwriter or, or a player or an engineer, you know, you can, you can still devote plenty of hours to that craft. 
And and so that that that's that's my that's my piece of advice. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. Multiple, you know, go into it knowing that. And if you're in a position right now where you're struggling, you know, find you know Uber, DoorDash, you know, uh, you know, part time this, part time that. Anybody that's part time, I'm telling you, if you get a part time job, and they are acting like you have a a very strict and rigid schedule, then that's not the one for you. Because any part-time job, basically all they want from you is a certain amount of hours per week. They don't care when you get it. You can do eight some days, some, you know, or or if you need to take a day off, they're just like, all right, just make it up by the end of the week and you're good. You know, that's the way that most part-time jobs are. So don't be afraid to test the water. Go take an interview. They'll tell you what your hours are going to be, you know, and 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 if it's not, if the first one that you think isn't, you know, what you want, then go 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 on find another one go on linkedin go to you know certain restaurants or, or whatever you think you might be you might be good at like i said i valeted when i first got to nashville because i was like i can park cars overnight that's pretty easy who can't park a car you know you might have to run to and from a car but all right that's easy you know so find whatever in your mind is like oh yeah i could do that all day and night or i could do that three quarters of sleep or whatever and go do it you know and if it's 10 bucks an hour for for six to eight hours a day then fine you know but that's better than zero that's better than you know, you trying to, 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 you know, slave away at, at your craft. That's not making you any money, um, and starve and, and all that. So, yeah. Well, and, and I think there's, there's, you know, there's something to be said too, for, you know, the other side of that coin is Nashville has a way of kind of weeding these people out. Um, and this is the process. The, these were people who did not adapt. They did not become diverse. They right. didn't, they didn't have the passion or the drive, whatever you want to call it, um, to kind of really scrape the bottom of the peanut jar or peanut butter jar and really get the last drop. You know, I, you, it takes a special individual to be able to do this because I will say, you know, at the same time, while you do this and if you're doing something overnight and things you still have to show up at your um, musical endeavor mm-hmm. and be 110 percent you, know, you don't get to show up and be like i was up all night and i'm really sleepy or i'm not really mm-hmm. myself or right. oh my voice is rough or no 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 see there's there's none of that you know what i mean there, there's tons of stuff you can do that are side hustles that will help you to survive uh until something happens until you have your moment until an opportunity uh opens up and, and typically it's somebody has to leave somebody has to you know there has to be a space that opens up and uh the name of the game is never take your foot out of the door if you've got your toe in that door you don't take that toe out and you Mm -hmm. do whatever it takes to keep that toe in that door until you're able to you know self be self-sufficient until you you're ready to go freelance or something like that but when you have an umbrella when you have an opportunity my god keep your toe in there and and if you have to like alex said go get a part-time job go do whatever you whatever you got to do because if you really want it that's what it's going to require and i see so many people come to nashville and they do this sort of like oh it chewed me up and spit me out you know and it's like okay but what did you do right like alex said well you know i got 12 hours of sleep and i'm you know going here and i'm doing that and you know i dabbled at this and that well you know then you didn't really you know that's not a hundred percent that's not mm-hmm. like you know really hitting the the pavement hard so uh just just a little something you know i i, I hate to see it i hate to see people with with great intentions and things um i think it is a natural weeding out process that i'm not really discouraging happen because i think it needs to happen. well i mean it, it touches you your know? pride i'll tell you that straight up and again from experience i mean when when you have to make that decision if this is you know reach if we're touching somebody right now who's like you know what i might be at this point it touches your pride it's you know you have to kind of step off your pedestal to be able to do that but guess what you're not the only one you will find too when you probably get into some of these part-time jobs you may have a co-worker that is in the exact same position as you or i've been out to um 
you know, like Jason Aldean's. I remember I was at Jason Aldean's one time and I met this, our server literally had a cut on it on a Luke Combs record. She literally was right. a co-writer on a Luke Combs song. Like that should show you like Luke Combs somebody wants it. more money than anybody else right now. And his songs, you know, are do. but she still has to have that side hustle. You know, yep. she still has to have this con- consistent revenue stream to be able to live and pay rent in, in, you know, in quote unquote, like I said, live. You know, so yeah. I mean, some of my early producer sessions, man. I mean, I was I was being you know paid in a session to to produce, and then I had to go basically vacuum floors and I had to mm-hmm. clean windows and and you know I would look at my head engineer and I'd be like you know hey so <laughs> you know he'd be like we're probably the only people who just recorded an entire session and are now in here you know we're vacuuming and we're washing windows and it's like yeah because we want it you know yep. like that's because no one else is willing to do that where well, I am and I and like you said it does hit your pride a little bit swallow it swallow it and get it done you know what yeah. i mean and, and 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 work and earn those hard days and years because my gosh the payoff is great but you got to really get through that so just you know a little something there that i was thinking about wanted to mention it um yeah that's a great hope, one i hope some people you know are, are really going to take to to that message here in nashville and we don't see classic, so many people getting booted you know classic what I mean? classic unsolicited right there yeah. that was that whether was you totally, want it or not <laughs> yeah no i mean that's that's one that people need you know like i said you want it or not trust me you need this yes <laughs> whether you want to hear it or not yeah, yeah somebody out there like we said is listening to this and they're going to be like you know what yeah. I just probably need to go get a job and, and it's make time. you know the make time 200 is bucks a week or whatever you know because that's the thing that's that's all it is you it know is. so I mean I gave I get you know I literally uh would bring a loaf of bread and some peanut butter to some people and I went dude it is past time what are you doing <laughs> what are you do- I should not have to be giving this to you I mean it's time to 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 engage you got to start doing something else so um you know it's 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 a sad situation but it's one that it's like this is where you're earning it this is where you get your stripes this is how you're getting your stars mm-hmm. you know this is the bars on the chest so you know go earn them uh all right so yeah, i'm curious what is this week's uh suggestion let's open it up mine is a classic uh somewhat unsolicited earworm honestly uh, um oh. it's a, it's an artist that i have never heard of um but it's a song that has been you know kind of just around it's been in my car it's been like in stores and i'm like hmm. man it's kind of a catchy tune and and I finally caught it consciously. And I know, again, referencing a prior episode, I caught it consciously on uh, Pandora. It came up in my shuffle mm-hmm. and I hadn't thumbed it up yet. And I'm like, man, what is this? This is catchy. Like I find myself humming it and, and jamming to it. It's called Numb Little Bug by M. Behold. Um, and I guarantee, you know, it's a suggestion box song, but I guarantee a lot of you listeners have heard this song. Really? Um, it's one of these songs that's like, you know viral and tiktok it's you know it's on all the pop radio it's on commercials i mean it's it's kind of everywhere um but yeah like you'll hear it and you're like oh yeah i know i've heard this before you know mm. <laughs> like it's just okay. one of those songs yeah so um yeah numb that's that's really kind of all i'll leave it with i mean it's a it's a pop tune but yeah huh. numb little bug i've not heard of that title or that that group so i'll have to definitely come back and uh, check that out when you get that into the uh into the tab the suggestion box tab mm-hmm. cool cool man what do you got? uh yeah this week uh, it's just a classic um uh but i'm gonna specifically choose a specific uh group that does it so the the song is love song and of course love song was originally performed by the cure very popular um uh, song and this is very popular too i mean everybody kind of knows this but I, I want you to check out a uh, love song by 311 um i got a chance to work with some people at 311 back at the studio days mm-hmm. um and uh it, this is just a really i don't know to me you know it's rare when you when you see when you see a cover of a song 
and it almost kind of you know sacrilege here but i mean i i just feel like it it, it captures the song better than the original does um you know yep. that uh come to mind right now or you know Jimi hendrix all along the watchtower you know i mean that's a bob dylan song i mean like you know and and but by the way i mean the Jimi hendrix version to me is the definitive version of it so you know although it's not the original love song by 311 it's they always have sort of a reggae vibe um it's a really just a just a really good i mean gosh this has been on my playlist forever i mean it's an old song this is not new at all <laughs> um but check out uh, if you haven't heard love song by 311 go give that one a spin uh yeah man that was another one so yeah, uh, good had a good time talking with you guys um we hope that this was informative we hope that you hear something in the podcast that you're interested in uh you know we're tell always, a friend to tell a friend yeah we're always telling people get engaged you know um you know tell a friend to tell a friend as alex always says you know and, and we mean that literally if you'll just start the grassroots movement you'd be surprised but mentioning us to somebody else who and they don't have to be an artist they don't have to be an original artist they don't have to be a band they don't have to be a solo artist they can literally just be a lover of music i mean this program is about everything uh containing with you know music i mean just if you love music i think you're going to find things that are going to be interesting in this podcast and of course we're telling everybody go check out a discord page the discord page has got all of our different stuff uh alex uh we've even started um a, a facebook group you want to tell them about that yeah we started a facebook group um all you gotta do is go on facebook if you're you know we're, we're trying to reach everybody um like like we've said discord is always going to be our home base and where we kind of sure. list everything where you can find everything but we want to we want to reach out as as far as we can to to every corner that we can so fa we felt like we we don't have a facebook official presence right now and um we feel like facebook groups is kind of the the place to kind of be right now for, for, um, you know, to get people together and cause nobody really follows pages anymore and right, we're not going to make right. a friend account for the, for the show. So yes, yeah, so we made a Facebook group. Um, it's, it's growing, um, just another place, you know, for people, for people to kind of maybe discuss and, and kind of get together and, and we'll post links there and where it's, it's again, another thing that's kind of in its infancy now, but all you're going to do, yeah, just search, um, search music on deck podcast and, and it's a group that'll come up and just, um, I think you just have to click join and then we, we, we approve everybody cause we don't, we don't want bots and that type of thing, but we approve everybody who, who requests pretty much. And, um, and yeah, so, so feel free to join that as well. And you'll, you'll, you'll kind of see, you know, if you're already following us in other places, you'll see some stuff you're, you're seeing, you know, in other places, but we've got some, some cool things coming there too, as well. So absolutely, um, there's, there's, there's a little bit of different things that we can do with each of these different platforms and, and we've got things coming for all of them. So yeah, absolutely. Check out our Instagram account. As always, we're on there. We've got a TikTok. Uh, we're going to be looking, like Alex said, in some some different avenues. Um, of course, you know, you can always email the podcast um, if you can't find the Discord or if you want to ask a question, you want to submit something, you want to uh, give us a critique, tell us you like something, tell us how wrong we are, tell us yeah. how right we, right we are, what, you know, whatever it is, we're open to, to just about everything. Got a question about your mix, got a question about things, please hit us up. Uh, and that's uh, musicondeckpodcast at gmail.com. So once again, everybody, thank you so much for coming along on the journey. We really appreciate it. God bless. Peace.